Phil Moss is coming up shortly, and uh, a lot of people getting stuck into the Socceroos on the Heroes and Villains, by the way, after we speak to Mossy. And we've got Berkey, Matt Burke coming up. We've had uh, Super Rugby Pacific trials and also Six Nations starting uh, over the weekend. So Berkey's coming up in the next half an hour as well. After the 8.30 news, we'll take plenty of calls. Heroes and villains. So get your noms in. 13-53-53-0419-767-272 on the text line. And uh, we've got here Heroes, Leeton Harness for letting a one-horse race while the rest, rest were scratched on Friday. Yep, I did catch that. <laughs> race one. Uh, villain, the Socceroos. Their defence wasn't an issue to Graham Arnold, but definitely it was losing, it was losing to South Korea. Uh, that's from George. Um, speaking of boxing, what about Apollo Creed? Yeah, we mentioned that earlier this morning. Carl Withers uh, sadly passing away over the weekend, but I saw this, a horse called Apollo Creed. I think it was trained by Nick Olive there, uh, one at the Sapphire Coast yesterday. Uh, someone just pointing that out on the text line. Uh, if you're just tuning in, by the way, the results in the Premier League overnight, uh, the big match was certainly Arsenal and Liverpool at the Emirates, which Arsenal won 3-1. Uh, a, a horrendous mix-up at the back with the score at 1-1 was really the... Well, that, that was the moment that Liverpool probably lost this match, uh, Van Dijk. And Becker got in a tangle, which allowed Martinelli uh, to score with no one in front of him. Wolves won at Chelsea 4-2. Manchester United beat West Ham 3-0. And Bournemouth and Nottingham Forest 1-1. Poor old Mossy too. A lot of people getting stuck into him. Apparently his multi went absolutely horrendously uh, Mm. over the weekend. And uh, it's fair to say quite a few are sticking the boot in. So he'll be down. It's been a tough weekend for Mossy. Well, the multi, the Socceroos, Liverpool. Mossy, morning, mate. Where do you want to start? <laughs> Happy like Monday, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like I shouldn't start at all. But, no, these are the times where you've got to face in, turn up, roll your sleeves up and get stuck in. And and I'll do that, as always. But uh, I, want to, I want to start with the vitriol. It sounds like I'm getting some this morning as well. But, uh, you know, I've got thick skin. I can, I can cop it. But... The, vitri- the personal vitriol aimed at some of the Socceroos individual players online. The majority is fantastic, and I hate wasting airtime on this, but it has to be called out because I don't know what gives a human being the right to attack an individual personally for missing a goal or giving away a penalty um, and things like that. Fair enough, critique the performances and things like that, but once you get personal and cross that line, you're a disgrace to society and you should be banned from every social media platform that there is on this planet. It's disgraceful. Um, The Socceroos gave their best. Um, I said anything less than a semi-final would be a failure. That was not taking into consideration that we may face a South Korea in the quarterfinal, uh, or uh, sorry, a Korea Republic in the quarterfinal, who quite simply were superhuman. They, They went to extra time and penalties to get through to the quarterfinal, they went through extra time, uh, found a way to take it to extra time against us, found a way to find the back of the net. Uh, Sun Hyung uh, Min, the uh, the best player in Asia, one of the best players in the world. And sometimes that happens in sport. That's what sport. That's what we love about sport. It's always a contest. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm still a proud Socceroo fan, um, given the performances and the grit and determination, resilience that we showed. We need to get better, and we will. Um, but as Graham Arnold said, this Asian Cup was about one eye on the Asian Cup, two eyes on the World Cup, because the World Cup, quite frankly, 
um, is the stage that every uh, every country wants to be on. I didn't see the game, Mido, uh, Mido Mossy, uh, but I agree with your, your sentiments, what you said before. But we did have our chances, by all reports. We should have won. Is that right? Yeah, we did. And, and that's, you know, that's the double-edged sword was. We created enough chance. That was our best performance at the Asian Cup against the best opponent that we faced. And we had them on the rack. And, uh, you know, had Juki taken uh, one of his two chances, had Martin Boyle put, uh, put the header away before Juki blazed over, um, it would have been 2-0, possibly 3-0 game over. Um, but it wasn't. And you leave the door ajar if you don't take your chances. Uh, that's our game. And, um, you know, they've got uh, players who are playing in the Premier League, um, real quality, who uh, who took advantage, found an extra gear, and um, and good luck to them. Where's our squad at, Mossy? Have we got the right players? Uh, what do we do against... We've got Lebanon next month, don't we? What does Arnie do with, with the squad? Does he keep it quite similar? Yeah, look, I think so. I mean, there'll be... Uh, I don't know who, but uh, there's been talk of a couple of maybe retirements, whether yeah. that happens uh, between the Asian Cup and... And the next World Cup qualifiers next month, Clarky. I'm not sure whether uh, you know that whoever it is, maybe uh, they, they may play those games, retire on home soil. Um, I, I don't know, but um, you know the squad. Um, I think this Asian Cup will have taught Arnie and his staff a lot of lessons about players who will go forward with the Socceroos who may um, fall off to the periphery, um, but certainly. Um, you know, there were some players that really stood up. I think Riley McGree's gone to another level for us. Um, you know, that's uh, that's one real positive. Um, and the likes, even the likes of Lewis Miller, I know he's, um, you know, given away the, the penalty and the free kick. Um, but, you know, he's shown that he can handle football at that level. His temperament um, definitely needs a bit of work, but that happened, that comes with uh, with experience and playing at that level. Well, let's stick with some local news then. And the game last night, which was a classic at Campbelltown. MacArthur beating the Wanderers 4-3. And Marco Rodan has teed off in his post-match media conference, saying there's a stigma attached to his club. He mentions the referee, how there's history between them. Wow. He was particularly scathing at how Germain stayed on the pitch after he kicked out one of the Wanderers' players in the first half. To what extent are Marco Rodan's comments justified, Mossy? Uh, it's an interesting one. I, I get a funny feeling uh, Roots will have to answer for those comments uh, this week, so I don't want to add uh, fuel to the fire. I, I can understand um, b- before it's heard by whoever it's going to be heard from, but um, I think he might find himself in a little bit of trouble for those comments, and it's very, very difficult at the end of a game like that um, to hold your emotions in check. Um, but I can understand the frustrations. It was one of those games... Well, I can understand the emotions. Uh, it was one of those games that had it all, three all by half time. Like it was just a remarkable, a remarkable game of football. Um, and again, a, part of a remarkable round, 26 odd goals, I think it was in 25 goals in six games. Um, but yeah, there's decisions that uh, one week will go for him. Um, you know, last night they probably didn't go for him, and uh, that's football over the course of a season. We all know that the old cliche: they even themselves out or find a way of even themselves out. Um, but yeah, look, I don't. Um, as long as you don't cross the line, obviously, with your comments, I don't mind that because at the end of the day, our game is built on emotion and passion, um, and I can't stand. Uh, players and coaches trotting out the company line after games. Um, and the one thing that's been a highlight for me this season has been some really honest post-game 
interviews with players and coaches where they've said it how it is. Um, so, yeah, watch this space, see what happens this week. But uh, great to see the passion. What do they usually get fined, Mossy? <laughs> I think he's heading for a fine. He's fine for sure. <laughs> no. I don't think you're getting away from that, Didn't mate. Didn't he get a yellow card? <laughs> he did yeah, me yeah, after yeah, the game. Yeah. Yeah. Going, the ref. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, What's hey. the most you can get, Mossy? <laughs> it is, yeah. It's coming his way. He's cooked. <laughs> <laughs> and we love Roots. Yeah. No, beauty, but he's cooked. <laughs> I have to say, I did have a little giggle because when he went to the referee, Rudes has a way of always doing it with a smile on his face. Nice. <laughs> but you can tell the smile is just an absolute smokescreen for what he's saying. But, uh, yeah, no, he did cop a yellow card, so uh, it, it will, I, I guess, draw the attention of uh, officials at a higher level this week. How was Sydney FC going? Uh, well, it was a bit of a banana skin down there, North Hobart Oval against uh, bottom of the table, Western United, and they slipped on it, to be fair, because um, they didn't get the three points um, in the two-all draw. But, um, yeah, look, I still think they're making headway under Ulfik Tala. You know, he's come in, he's had to change uh, to, to get things working his way. But um, at the end of the day, they were they were 2-0 up and uh, they let that slip to, to draw 2-2. Um, so that's... You know that's two points dropped uh, when you when you hold a two nil advantage in our game. So um, yeah, probably half a step backwards. Amazing how hot the Mariners are. Four nil in Adelaide. Absolutely, you, you they must watch TV. Um, when you think about it, and we spoke about this last week, I think Loz, uh, you know, losing the first four games, and now they've gone. I think that's now eleven. Um, undefeated. Have they had a turnover of squad, Mossy, or was the same squad just different manager came in? No huge turnover. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mate, they they lost some really key players last year. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And and everyone said, "Where's these goals going to come from?" Now, Angel Torres uh, is where the goals are coming from, and he was irrepressible on the weekend. He was uh, not irrepressible, irresistible on the weekend. Um, and he didn't start the season well at all. It took him time to settle in. He looked like he wasn't fitting into the structures. Uh, that Mark Jackson wanted to play. He is now one of the, the hottest properties in, in the A-League. And um, little Joshy Nisbet in midfield, um, you know, he doesn't grab a lot of headlines, but he is the, 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 um, he's the glue that makes that team, team tick and uh, he's a fantastic little player. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, you know, he'd be no taller than uh, Lionel Messi. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if he somehow came into soccer calculations in the near future if he keeps going. So do they change the way that they played under a different manager or just built on what he created? Yeah, not not hugely. Um, you know, Mark Jackson, I think Nick Montgomery was a big part of Mark Jackson getting the job. They knew each other from England, so he, he helped the club find someone because he was leaving late in pre-season, so he helped the club find someone that he thought would carry on the work that they'd done. And um, it looks as though he's done that, very similar style of football, um, but it, it just clearly took him time to come to grips with the A-League, what it was all about, and once he's done that and had time to work with the players, and um, you know, he's, he's getting, and don't forget they lost uh, Marco Tullio as well in January, who was, um, you know, he pretty much stepped up to the plate and was giving them the goals that Cummings gave them last year, and then you lose him in January, and now Torres is stepping up, so the, the culture and the, the framework that the players work within is clearly working for them. What about over in the EPL, Mossy? Uh, Liverpool stumble and Ange gets a draw against Everton. 
Mate, you're breaking up, Clarky. Sorry, I can't. Yeah, can't I thought I might be. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Liverpool yeah, lose to Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. Loud, loud and clear, mate. Loud and clear. <laughs> Sorry, um, mate. No, look, Arsenal deserved this. This this was a massive, massive game for them in the in the the context of the title race. Um, they've moved to within two points of uh, Liverpool now. Uh, it was Arsenal's night, not Liverpool's night. Um, they, they fully deserve the three points. Um, and it really opens things up now at the top of the table because Manchester, uh, Manchester City sorry, have got two games in hand of the rest of the top six uh, starting tomorrow morning with Brentford away. So, um, yeah, it, it's in Manchester City's hands, really. To they, they could, with the game in hand, they could go top of the table and um, normal order resumed, some would say. But um, the, the other movers and shakers, Manchester United, they're, they're starting to show something under Eric uh, Ten Hag and um, they're... they're Consistency, I, I think, would be the the key thing. They're starting to show some good young players. Ganacho, um, Hoyland um, are, are really starting to look comfortable in a Manchester United uh, shirt. Thank you, Phil. Have a great week. Thank mate. you, Mido. Yeah, and uh, maybe you sending security around to my house. What's what's going on? What's big sports break you doing? Uh, to protect I don't know. You? If we can afford that at the moment. Sorry, you'll just have to <laughs> fend for yourself. You'll be winner. fine. I'll just have to pick a winner. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate. Have a good You'll week, be sweet. Good on you. See you, buddy. See ya. Cheers. Well, we had some Super Rugby Pacific trials over the weekend. The Rebels beat the Waratahs 38-12. to The Force beat the Reds 21-19. to The Brumbies 43-40 to over the Fiji and Drua. It was the start of the Six Nations over in Europe as well. And we've got Wallaby great Matt Burke joining us. Berkey, good morning to you, mate. How are you? Uh, Mido, I'm well, and, and welcome back to you boys uh, as well. It's uh, it's all starting to kick off. Um, as you said, the trials last night, always better to win a trial than not to win a trial. Um, but certainly, uh, you know, these guys, uh, from an Australian perspective, uh, you know, we all spoke about the hangover of the World Cup, but uh, it seems like, uh, you know, these guys have got down and dirty and, and, and ready to have a crack for 2024. What stuck out then out of the, the three matches involving Aussie teams? Was there a particular player or players or team that looked hotter than that, you know, sort of caught the eye? Yeah, I, I suppose, well, defence uh, wasn't a, um, a, a strong feature in the, in the Brumbies match, but that's, that's always going to be the way in a trial match. And, um, you know, the, the, the Reds, uh, the Western Force was a bit of a surprise, um, you know, with uh, uh, overcoming Queensland in Queensland. Uh, Waratahs uh, was a bit disappointing. Um, 38-12, they changed their team around the second half, but 12-5, I think, in the first half, um, some good showings. Look, there's a couple of young guys coming through, boys. Um, actually, sons of former Wallabies as well. So uh, we've, we've heard Tom Liner, uh, his name being thrown around. Did look for him down the track. I think he might be able to to throw a few noses out of joint and, 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 and push for a position. Um, there's Teddy Wilson, who's son of David Wilson, um, uh, the, the old flanker. He's a number nine. He'll be behind um, uh, Jake Gordon at, uh, at Waratahs. But certainly, um, you know, some couple of young guys coming through with a, bit of, um, uh, with a bit of something to prove as well, which is great. And then there's been some changes as well. Tanya Latupo goes down to the Rebels. Obviously, they're in trouble financially. So they need to sort of, uh, they're on, I suppose, display to try and, you know, if it doesn't go through in 2024, the you know Rugby Australia is only guaranteed this year. Uh, they're sort of trying for contracts, aren't they? So there's ramifications down there for them to, to do well for their own personal sake. So, look, there's, there's lots of good things to, to look forward to in, in Super Rugby. And then, obviously, again, the big one is to, to challenge the Kiwi teams this year. And um, that's a, 
that's been a big focus. And, and obviously with a new coach coming in as well, they want to be able to do, um, you know, and, and put their best foot forward in that space. Berkey, Loz and I spoke about troll games just in general across all codes this morning. And both when we played didn't care too much about the result. But you mentioned, and you're right, you prefer to win than lose. So how do the Waratahs take this 38 to 12? Is it, well, maybe the staff and the senior players, do they care more than um, the rest, for example? Yeah, no, I, absolutely. I mean, there's no, you, you never want to lose a game, Clarky, do you? I mean, even yeah. even if it is a trial and, and even if it is sort of, you know, getting one up, uh, having a little bit of confidence going into a, a start of the season yeah. is obviously, you know, paramount. So, you know, there's things that you work on at, at training that you just cannot replicate until you play a, a game and uh, someone on the opposition, you know, has the same intent as you do to try and, you know, get over the top of them. You know, training's always that... Uh, you, you'll always sort of be on the on the better side of, of vantage uh, if that's the if that's the word. So, look, they'll be disappointed, absolutely. Um, uh, you know, they, they, I think they were happy with their first half. Um, there was a young guy called Archie Saunders uh, did well. He's only a young pup, uh, outside back, and uh, I, I believe he did well um, in the in the second half. I spoke to a couple of coaches, and so like, there's there's some there's some good things. A couple of couple of big guys who are, are only sort of starting out and. In, in, in Waratahs um, and sort of getting that first taste. So, look, they go to play Queensland this week in Roma, uh, which will be a tough one. So, you know, that's, uh, that's, that gives you a, a, another indication of, of how you're progressing. But you certainly need to get up to speed pretty quick, though, don't you? Because you don't mm. want to go in, uh, you know, the Super Rugby's only two weeks away at the start. I think it's 24 February, um, and, you know, up behind the eight ball or what seems behind the eight ball. So, you know, the grand plan of, of a pre-season has to be put into place and, you hope it's done pretty quickly. Who will be our best performing Australian side in Super Rugby this year, Berkey? Uh, well, that's a, that's a good question. Um, Brumbies are always strong. You know, their outfit's always strong. Um, uh, you know, their um, their ability to uh, attack, I think, is, is something that's really important. Their ability to, um, you know, use their forwards has always been their strength. Um, you know, Bernie down there is, uh, is, is working on, obviously, a plan. Um, I'd like to see uh, I'd like to see Melbourne and Perth uh, do do better, uh, just just because you know we're we're looking at this mm. holistically as a as a chance for a new coach, Australian coach to sort of choose from sort of you know some some uh, a wider range of players. Obviously, from a personal point of view, I want the Waratahs to do well and you know do well at home. Um, uh, but I think the Brumbies will be that benchmark uh, as they have been in the last. Sort of a couple of years, you know, and and, um, and I think everyone's chasing them. So I think everyone would see that as the uh, as as the, the standard at the moment, how it's all, all sort of you know going to pan out. I think chase the Brumbies this year. Berkey, have to leave it there, mate. Thank you. We'll chat through the season. Good on you, boys. Have a cracker. Heroes and villains, give us a call thirteen fifty three fifty three on the text line zero four one nine seven six seven two seven two. Got a hundred dollar gift card to give away for the best contribution this morning. Uh, Dave just asks, how, boys, how did the Imperatries trial go this morning? It was a Cranbourne. Tell you what, I don't think it's trial particularly well. It is just a trial. You know, she hasn't been asked to do a huge amount, but, you know, Bella Nipotina's trialed pretty well there in the same trial at Cranbourne. The Imperatries has finished fifth in the trial in the end. Doesn't look. She hasn't gone outstanding, put it that way, but it is only a trial. What's her comeback when, when she... The lightning. 
When's that? It's Saturday week, I'm pretty sure. Oh, so she'll have one more or not? Hang on, or is that Blue Diamond Day? It's not far away, I know that. Yeah, mm. she'll probably have another trial. Another trial. Judge her on the next trial, Mitter. Uh, this weekend is Blue... I think it's two weeks away. Yeah, Saturday week, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, your nominations. Get them in for Heroes and Villains. Uh, last night, the cricket, the Aussies won by 83 runs in the end. Sean Abbott was man of the match, nine for 258. Uh, the Aussies, the West Indies, rolled for 175. Jake Fraser-McGurk made his debut and uh, made an impact in a very short space of time. Ten off five deliveries, he was out. Six and a four he hit. Uh, then out on his fifth ball, caught behind. But it was Sean Abbott coming in at number eight. With us in a bit of bit of bother, 69 off 63 deliveries that got us to a respectable total beyond 250. And then with the ball, he took three for 40 from 10 overs. Josh Hazelwood was good as well. Three for 43. Will Sutherland, two for 28. And a comprehensive win. So that series uh, moves to Canberra tomorrow. Uh, and in the England-India test, morning boys, does Clarkie think England can do it again and chase down 399 to win in India? It would be a record in India, but a one for 67 on this wicket. I think they can, says Jack. Mm. Oh, I think it's Boy, it'll be a hell very, of a chase. Very, very I think it's, oh, the thing about England, the way they play, if they're going to get them, they'll get them in 70, 80 overs. They, they, won't be, they won't be messing about. They'll be swinging hard, and I think... Against this India attack, I think that if you're going to beat them or have success, it's going to be like that. I think if you sit there and block, you're just going to get one with your name on it. Boom, a reverse swing, all the spinners, one will turn about. So the way they've been playing on that aggressive approach, today might be the right style, like 100% the right style. Just if you're going to get it, if you're going to be bowled out for 250, be bowled out for 250. Otherwise... They might get them, but very, very unlikely. But I thought it was very, very unlikely that West Indies would beat Australia in a test match at the Gabba as well. So never say never, Mido. You can take $5 with tab for England. Uh, India are $1.16, draws $101 in that market. But uh, that's the current market with tab in betting for that test match. Uh, just also over the weekend, the Iron Man, Iron Woman series, the Nutrigrain series concluded yesterday at Kara, Karawa on the Gold Coast. Uh, Loz made him his hero early this morning. Ali Day won his fifth title and Lana Rogers clinched her third series win uh, in uh, that yesterday, finishing at Karawa. Uh, now, also, we saw, I think both uh, New South Wales and Queensland had origin camps over the weekend, certainly New South Wales did loss. It was reported Daniel Tupo didn't attend despite being invited by Michael Maguire, Latrell, and Payne Haas weren't there for personal reasons. Mitchell Moses had a wedding. Uh, Stefano Itoikamanu was a notable player overlooked. Joseph Swali, he was there though, uh, as far as New South Wales were concerned. But I guess Daniel Tupo, I think this is the last year of his deal there at the Roosters as well, 32 years of age. Uh, probably himself, probably winding down as far as rep footy is concerned. Yeah, and probably just wants to concentrate on the Roosters this year. I mean, their back line, remember they recruited Dom Young. So you've got Dom Young, uh, Billy Smith at the end of last year was playing some really good football, so it'd be hard to leave him out because he's a genuine centre. So they're going to have competition there for spots. So um, if they're all fit, 
one of those players is is going to miss out. But um, yeah, Daniel Tupu has been a good good servant uh, for New South Wales and also for the Roosters. Um, but he might just think it's his time to step down from that arena. Um, he's been a part of it for a, a, you know a, a big period of time. Um, and I think as you get older too, you realise you haven't got much time left in the game and you, you want to win another premiership. So that might be his, his main focus. But, um, you know, a guy like Joe Suwali, um, I'm sure he would be excited about the prospect of playing State of Origin this year. Um, you know, he's a, he's a young talent. Obviously, he's going to rugby at the end of this season. But I still think he's got some goals that he wants to achieve this year. Also, I note that Latrell Mitchell has told the City Morning Herald, Jack Whiten is the missing piece the club has needed uh, at the Bunnies, that with him at the club, there will be changes to the Bunnies' DNA. I don't think we're going to be talking about a team more than Souths over the first two months of the season. No, they'll be the team that's most scrutinised, given that Jack's gone there. The other player I forgot about, and I saw in the, in the paper on the weekend, I think Shane mentioned it to him, I mentioned it, it to us um, early this morning. Was Sean Kepi. Kepi. Sean yeah. Kepi. I think he's a good inclusion because I think he does add that bit of aggression and size to South Sydney. I always thought they were one short South in the middle. Uh, and if they can get Kepi playing his best football, we know he can hit. Um, but he also uh, carries the ball strong as well. So he, he might be the missing ingredient, uh, as well as Jack, that South Sydney have been, been missing. But the intrigue will be, where does Jack play? And does he play the whole year as left centre? Uh, Campbell Graham will be right centre. Jack, does he play left centre? Or at some stage, they look to move him into the halves and partner Cody. But I think Lachlan Elias, I think he's set for a big year. I think he's a he's a, a good young talent, um, harshly criticised, Last year, all young halfbacks go through ups and downs, and he just experienced his last year. I'd I'd expect him to be a lot better this year, and I think he will be. Did you say Latrell wasn't at the New South Wales camp yesterday or Saturday? Yeah, personal reasons. He he, he and Payne Haas. Mm. Not happy. I just this. I think this is one of the things. Like like right now for Latrell, he's just he's got to be there. Like, I know sometimes if it's personal, mm. it's like a horrible timing, I'm sure. But there's a one-off camp or it's their first camp. Mm. I just feel this is like little, little things like that go unnoticed with a number of players. But with the big fish, they don't go unnoticed. And when you've missed the last couple of Origin Series, I know it's been injury. But these are the things that I reckon are super important for Latrell right now and New South Wales. Mm. If it was at South... I don't think it's as big a deal, but for New South Wales, I just think these are the this that's a one percenter for another player. I don't think it is for Latrell. Yeah. I think it's more important. Yeah, I, I don't like to comment on those things when it's personal. Yeah, of course, and I'm, care- so, so, I'm being yeah, careful of that as yeah, well. I, it's I, and that's why I said timing couldn't yeah. have been worse more than Latrell not. Go- I'm saying if it's yeah. obviously a reason he had to pull out. Geez, yeah. horrible timing because I think I think right now anything to do with New South Wales. Uh, playing for the Blues, I just think he's got to be, he's got to be showing everyone, coach himself, teammates, that he wants to play for the Blues as much as he wants to win the grand final for South. It's got to be that important. Yeah, no, I I think that's a fair call. But again, I just get back to once... If it's personal, personal yeah, I get it. I get it. If, if I don't know, I'm I'm not commenting on it. And I'm assuming that if it wasn't, he would have been there. Hmm. 
more on the text line here. My villain is world champion surfer Felipe Toledo, who barely took a wave in the pipeline. Masters was eliminated, has been criticised in the greater surf community of being scared. Embarrassing to the World Surf League and surfing in general. I need to read more up on this, but I did read something about Pipeline last week and how many sort of injuries recently to to some of the best surfers on the planet. The wave was Pipeline on the other day. Yeah, did you not? Did you see the vision? I, yeah, the waves are out of control. I I did see a little bit on social media. God, yeah, Yeah. unbelievable. What would it? No, 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 sister, no, isn't it? I couldn't do it. No way, (laughs) mate. I'm. I couldn't get out there yeah. to, to even try. I'm, no, I'm checking the pool for sharks at the moment after what happened at Elizabeth oh, Bay. So, yeah, don't even talk to me about waves, ocean, sharks. I'm staying on the boat, not diving in just yet. Hero Ali Mosley, absolute delight. Uh, villains, or as I call them, clowns, two of them. Rothfield, no Bears fan wants to see the Perth Bears or PNG Bears. If they are not North Sydney, the fans won't support them. Well, on that, as a Bears fan, We accept, I think a lot of us, we're not coming back as the North Sydney Bears in the NRL. There's not going to be another Sydney team in there. So if we can get an in somehow with a new club slash franchise and potentially play two games a year at North Sydney Oval, I think that would certainly help. So I disagree a bit with that call. But anyway, and then Loz, you're in this as well as Mm. a villain. (laughs) Last week saying how Parra were unlucky with a couple of injuries, but bag South when Souths have numerous players out injured and suspended. Latrell, Totola, Burgess, and the forward pack playing with multiple injuries. Sean, so I, I I'm sure in in co- the context you were talking, uh, I'm just, I'll back you up here. I reckon you. No, I think they were. Just di- I thought they were of, so disappointing last year, South Sydney. Oh, there's no doubt they were. They they were leading the comp yeah. after what 11, 12 weeks. And they folded. And, Sean, if you just think it was injuries that disrupted their season, that, that's fine. That's, that's your opinion. But I think there's a, there was a bit more to it than, than that. Um, yes, they did have their injuries, but I still expected South, because I rate them highly, to be playing finals football, as I do this year. Um, and I think South have got a better roster than Parramatta. Uh, Parramatta, yep, I think... Uh, struggled at the start of the year. Um, it was poor by their standards, given that they made the grand final the previous year. But South will be the most talked about team, I think, this year because of the expectation and their roster. And I think you just answered your own question then when I said that um, you know they, 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 one, they were one sort of middle short. And you mentioned that Burgess and Tatola are out injured. And I think if they had another middle there, then mm. that might have been able to, to fill in the, the hole. But, yep, teams go through injuries and it can affect them depending on the depth that they've got. And that's what all teams try and get. They try and build up a stock of players. So if they get injuries, they can fill the gap. But some teams just haven't got the depth of others. Mm. And that's when they get found out. Oh, we've got a drama ahead of the Super Bowl. I've just read it on my Instagram. Right. What, you yeah. can't make it? No, no, no don't worry just, about Tay-Tay. It's Tay-Tay. not Tay-Tay. Oh, right. Uh, Patrick what? Mahomes' dad's been uh, arrested for suspected drink driving. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. It's just... not okay for drink driving, well, but if he's only been arrested for yeah. drink driving, 
well, it's not for age. It shouldn't affect his, his performance. He yeah. hasn't been involved in an accident. Mm. And I'm not condoning. Just a dis- it's a distraction, I'm not condoning it's a distraction. drink driving. Of course. So everyone just calm down. Nah, down. that's going to be the headline. Calm down. Daily says it's getting not, done DUI. That's, that's okay. That's, that's, not a, <laughs> that's not a massive distraction. Well, it shouldn't affect his son. No. It's not a distraction it's for the him. team, is it? I'm just reporting it. He might just, right. you know what, he might have to. Oh, are you saying that he was no, celebrating I'm not too early? I'm not saying anything. He ce- celebrated <laughs> the Super Bowl too early. Son will go Same and give his happened. dad a smack yeah. on the backside and yeah. tell him he's I, out of line. I, I thought bigger do news. Do the crime, pay the time, you know? I, yeah, I thought the bigger news would have been Tay-Tay not arriving. Tay-Tay's coming. She couldn't get there in time. Tokyo. Is she at to- in Tokyo? She, she got a Tokyo concert that she's got to fly on to time, Australia. finish on time, straight back for the Super Bowl. And she's, to whoever goes to that first concert, and hopefully someone is going to that first concert that's a listener, because I want to see whether she's prepared or not. Because this oh, might be a rush job. You think oh, she could be goes. flat? Mate, well, I think she on. could be flat. She's doing. She's, she's. Australia isn't the first time she's ever sung in concert. No. So she's doing concerts. But it's first time. What do you mean? And it's the first time in the Super Bowl with two her days, boyfriend competing yes. in it. And then she's going to come. She won't have. She won't have any, uh, any rehearsals. Work. Yeah, she, might, she would have gone. She won't the know the stage. Oh, you ever, play, you ever, you ever played a game it. underprepared or a little under the weather? Yeah, but this is Tato. <laughs> yeah, people mate. have spent a fortune on these tickets. Mm. Mate, I used to spend a fortune going to watch Laurie Daly. No, you didn't. Mate. No, I didn't. That's these a tickets are, how much are they? Yeah. 4 or something? Worth every penny. It's Tate. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Go and watch okay. her. Spend your hard-earned. Cheer her on. Press room is coming up on Radio Tab just after the news coming up. And uh, great to have joining us this morning, Mercedes Howard. Mercedes, good morning to you. How are you? Hello, fellas from hot and humid Queensland. How are you doing? We're very well, thank you. And what have you got coming up this morning? Well, we've got uh, the usual suspects this morning on press room. Then we're going to run into black bookers as well. We've got a bit of a preview uh, for Dubbo and Strathalbyn also. Uh, Mobile Rolling, Tim Edwards will join us with the latest harness racing news. We've got uh, Matt Laurie joining Jared uh, regarding Coleman's run on the weekend. He was a $550,000 uh, purchase in uh, the Magic Millions last year. We're going to find out whether he's going to bring him back up here next year. And, uh, yeah, we're going to cover a few different bits and pieces throughout the morning. And, uh, yeah, we saw a nice, another nice two-year-old win there at Eagle Farm in whiskey early on Saturday as well. So, mm. yeah, when we talk Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, they're coming from all angles heading to- sort of towards the slipper. So uh, They we'll- certainly are. We'll be listening very shortly. Mercedes, thanks so much. Have a great day, fellas. Mercedes Howard there. So that's coming up press room shortly on Radio Tab. Uh, Just before we get to Dave Stanley, let's give a winner out for Heroes and Villains this morning. I'm going to give it to a text this morning. Graham, well done to you. Uh, Had the Illawarra Hawks for their season turnaround as his hero, and it was uh, the Socceroos. Graham Arnold, Socceroos as his villain. Yep, unfortunately, the Socceroos... 1-0 1-0 up into stoppage time, concede and then concede in extra time. A devastating defeat there to South Korea in their Asian Cup quarterfinal. Well under you, Graham. You've won the gift card this morning. Uh, Dave Stanley, good morning, mate. How are you? Morning, you know, morning, boys. How are we on this yes. beautiful good. Monday? I'm still on You're the, the Sapphire, Sapphire Coast. Coast. Yep, been down here all weekend. and I know that we say this all the time when we go to different parts of New South Wales, mm. Queensland and... South Australia, Northern Territory, Tasmania, wherever it might be. Um, but, gee, this is a good joint. It is lovely down here. You would have been down here a fair bit, Loz. Oh, would this early... be a holiday destination for the family uh, back no, in the day? Or... No, no, no. I, I used to go down there um, to Marimbula. 
That's where I am. Yep. Used to go down there. I, I played with a couple of blokes from down there, um, Wayne Collins and Glennie George. So we used to always go down for a weekend during um, off-season. Yeah. It's a lovely part of the world, mate. No, it is. And it was a really good day. Well, the last two days have been good, guys, because they have that two-day carnival. Uh, plenty of people popped into me and sort of said that uh, they heard us talk about, you know, carnivals that we've been to, and they wanted to put this on their radar because they shifted it this year, just back one weekend to avoid the school holidays, and they got a big crowd on Saturday, yeah. a big crowd there yesterday, and well done as well uh, to Paul Murray, who got the chocolates uh, in the, the cup. It was quite emotional too as well uh, with winning point, which which won the cup. He sort of said in his acceptance speech that it's been a bit tough. We haven't had the winners and he got a bit teary and it just shows sort of how much these sort of races mean. Yeah, uh, his, his father Bede won it, didn't he, back in 2018, yes. I think. Yep. Yeah. So, I saw that interview after the, after the, uh, the race. And, and he's uh, sort he of, uh, I've never seen Paul emotional like that. Obviously, you know, obviously he's a, you know, a man's man. Those Murray men were... Well, you know, they were very tough and very good horsemen, but uh, it just shows how much it uh, meant. And uh, great performance as well with Cream Risers, who ran second. So both those horses now eligible to go towards the big dance boys. I'll tell you what I did do yesterday, Dave. I switched it do, on mate? the race before. Just yep. I was just flicking. And, and I, I, I had a bet. And I backed the horse that Alicia rode. And she rode it a treat. I nearly Old Greg. Old Greg, that's the one. Old Greg. Old Greg. She rode it a treat, too. I'll tell you what. I was really going to text Marlow, but I left him out. Well, what about this, boys? And I'm not trying to say pup or minnow or anyone. There's trouble at the range. Yeah, but you, yeah. But, but, I will. But, also, but you're well, telling us there's trouble. Well, what about this? Alicia rides on Saturday at Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Did he go? No. Oh, then right. jumps in the car and drives to the Sapphire Coast. Doesn't Without stop him. in Sydney. Without him. Asked him, apparently, and said, would you like to come? And he said, no. Not interested. Marriage troubles. And then drove weekend back off. yesterday afternoon. Nah, and by boring. the way, yeah. uh, you weekend off doesn't hurt anyone. Yeah, well, have to spend twenty four seven together, do you? Well, what about two? I mean, we talk about the the toughness of you know all sports people, footy players, cricket players, you know, on the program and whatnot. Her foot yesterday, and even J Mac, who we saw, mate, like the the pain that they must be in. Um, she had a barrier incident on Saturday at Newcastle where a horse has pretty much just squashed her foot in the barrier stalls in extreme pain. And there she is yesterday riding. But it's not just Alicia. Like, you, you mm. hear countless times. And you probably don't hear them actually, you know, publicly spoken about. Like, there'd be so many times that the uh, jockey might have a, a slight niggle, not from anything particular in a race. It could just be wear and tear or whatnot. But they just go through this sort of pain threshold. To you know, perform so. Well, I saw a young female jockey get thrown from a horse on Saturday up there in um, Queensland. Yes, uh, a dip switch. Yeah, it was a dip switch, was it? Yeah, it was a dip switch. Yeah, yeah. it was in one of the late races. I think she was an apprentice. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. They they do do it tough, and they can sustain um, serious injury. And we've said it a number of times, Dave. You know, they're they're a tough. They are a tough um, athlete jockeys. But, Speaking of tough athletes, I had the pleasure of meeting uh, Millie Boyle on Saturday night at the Calcutta. She's a local girl from the South Coast. Uh, Barbara Joseph and uh, Paul and the boys, they donated a share of a D'Argento filly, um, which was actually secured by Andrew Price and um, Johnny Patton. They put their hand up for 5000 and that 5000 uh, good Walker boys too. Uh, they went to 5000 and that goes to uh, Millie's um, foundation. 
And, of course, so that's uh, to assist uh, with autism. There's a, a charity that she started. Uh, obviously, uh, her younger sister has a charity, uh, has, uh, has a, um, autism. And um, basically, yeah, they're going to be raising a lot of funds, trying to get into schools to help uh, young people with autism get involved mm-hmm. in sport and uh, yeah, doing a lot of good things. So uh, that was pretty special that we could raise some money on Saturday night and I'm sure they're going to hear more about it. And she was actually really impressed because... Never been to a Calcutta before, but she was so impressed that half the field yesterday was ridden by female jockeys. Obviously, we had female trainers as well, and she spoke about her rugby league career and everything like that. So, yeah, good stuff, boys. Unreal. Have a great day, mate. Oh, well, punters post-mortem. Richard Callender, Chris Roots, and David Gailey. So, that could be anything the next hour. Could dead set be anything with those three. Good luck, DS. Thanks, boys.